truth seekers welcome back to another episode of that one time i was abducted by aliens my name is jamie my name is brie and we're two sides of the coin all right brie what what are we talking about tonight we're talking about the shimmers the shimmers the shimmer shimmering shimmer shimmers aka parallel universes aka multiverses Mm -hmm. aka shifting between timelines yeah all of that is what tonight's episode's about. So I want to start way at the beginning and just shout out Isaac Newton. <laughs> so Isaac Newton in 1704 wrote a book called Optics, and he suggested the idea of a multiverse. And this is where, not maybe necessarily where it began, but this is the first recorded mention of something like a multiverse. And I'm going to read it real quick. Since space is divisible in infinity and matter is not necessarily in all places, It may be also allowed that God is able to create particles of matter of several sizes and figures and in several proportions to space and perhaps of different densities and forces and thereby to vary the laws of nature and make worlds of several sorts in several parts of the universe. At least I see nothing of contradiction in all of this. Nice. So it was kind of where the first time somebody maybe kind of mentioned and start to talk about the possibility of a multiverse, although not calling it that. I see. Why don't we talk about what a multiverse is? Ooh, how do we get into that one? Yeah. So I think most people know that at its basis, it would just mean that there wouldn't be just one universe, but a series of many on many on many on many on many. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of theories on how this multiverse could even be possible. Different models on how it could be structured. Yeah, the theory of like parallel universes, it's not just math. It's like science that Mm -hmm. can be tested. So a lot of these things that are quote unquote theories are things that they're constantly testing or, you know, thing experiments that they're conducting and things like that. So maybe let's go to the beginning and talk about something that we both heavily researched, the two slits theory. Yes, that experiment, that was amazing. We're talking about the double slit experiment here, guys. So in 1927, there was this guy, Davidson and Germer, who did this experiment where basically what they were doing is they were trying to demonstrate that light and matter can display characteristics of both um, like classically defined waves and particles. So what they were doing is they set up this experiment where there was like a light on one side of a room. Then there was a wall that had these two big slit kind of holes in them and then the wall that was behind that. And what they were doing is they were aiming particles through it um, and like electrons, and they were trying to study the behavior of what they were doing. What they were anticipating is they were anticipating that they would go through these two slits and you would see that outcome on that back wall, that the only place that these particles would have been able to go was where those slits were. You can think of these particles as kind of like tennis balls. So say that you were throwing tennis balls through these holes. Realistically, the only place those tennis balls should be hitting is the places where the slits were on that back wall. So you would see a big amount and everything around it would be kind of left blank. Mm -hmm. So they did this experiment and as they were watching it, it looked like instead of going just through those two holes, it looked like it was kind of happening in waves and it became kind of like a reflection. So instead of being just the two slits on the back, there were many different slits on that back wall is what it ended up looking like. And they were like, whoa, this is crazy. We have to videotape this so we can show people that particles are not acting like normal particles. So they go and they go to go videotape it and guess what happens? (laughs) Obviously something completely different happened than when they were there. Something completely different happened. So when they went to go videotape it and record it, it acted 
how they thought they, it was originally going to act. Mm -hmm. So there's two different kind of like things that they got from this. Okay, so number one is particles can act in two different states. So they're not defined to a certain thing. So they can act in two different ways. But what's even more trippy about it is they're saying that the only reason this particle acted in that different way was because it was being observed. Mm -hmm. So then that breaks off into two other categories that we have here. So is it because it was being recorded and because it's a conscious, aware thing that is changing its state because it knows you're recording it? Mm -hmm. Or is it happening this way because it's just the way that we perceive things are always different depending on how we're looking at them. I think that that's kind of what it ended up being. I think it, that's what gave sort of the the proof that something, the outcome of something changes upon the observer, something that's observing it. So it's depending on how we're viewing something, electrons matter, an event, a person, how we're viewing them, our perception of it is different depending on what place we're observing it from. Mm-hmm. Whether that be on different dimensions, different vibrations. I mean, we could all be looking at the same event, but because we're all on different, let's say, quote-unquote, wavelengths, we're all viewing it in a different way. Yeah. Absolutely. So this brings up that possibility of that. And so people are, scientists assume, like, okay, maybe it's not that the these particles are aware, but maybe it's because they actually can simultaneously be in the same place and a different place and act one way in one place and one place in another way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I really liked about this experiment was it has the fundamentals of it comes down to a lot of principles and spirituality. Uh, so many things can happen and it's based off of where you are, but also at the same time that you have a certain amount of control over what happens based on where you are mentally mm -hmm, at the absolutely. same as well. Mm -hmm. And that to me is extremely fascinating that they can do an ex a science experiment over and over and over again and never have the same outcomes. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's, you know, it just kind of backs up a lot of spiritual beliefs in a way. Yeah, 100%. I and agree with you. To me, like, we're merging sort of this spiritual belief, but also with a lot of science that backs that up at the same time. And instead of having two completely separate categories, I think that in this field with, like, physics and quantum mechanics in general, mm -hmm. I think it sort of merges these two things together. Yeah, 100%. And I just absolutely love that. All right, so what I want to get into first is the theory of the multiverse. So the theory of the multiverse is that universes repeat because particles can only arrange themselves in so many different ways before it starts to repeat itself. So the amount of ways that particles can arrange themselves is not infinite. There's an end number, although it is in the ridiculous sextillions it's not, it, at some point has to repeat itself. So if the universe is infinite and it's always expanding, then it's guaranteed that these universes would be repeating themselves. So there's going to be a version of you, mm -hmm. maybe at a different time, in a different body. It doesn't matter, but there's there's always going to be because it it can only repeat itself mathematically. That's the only possible way. That's if we're looking at space-time, though, as like a flat timeline, like from here to there. Mm -hmm. And so that's also, it's questionable because we don't really know how that works. But that's just, if we look at it from how we see time now as a linear perspective, mm -hmm. then yes, it would be that 
indefinitely that it would end up repeating itself no matter what. Yeah, I think you have to remember too that scientifically what the scientific community has kind of come to as a whole is like a maybe is that they're assuming it's flat. So a lot of these theories that we're going to talk about, that's a big factor in all of these is I know me and you see the time-space fabric as more of like a, a beautiful chiffon in the wind as we would say from the last episode, <laughs> but the science community as a whole kind of expects it to be flat. So that's where that theory of a multiverse happens. Yeah, parallel. Yeah, we're just talking... Parallel multiverses. So I want to get into this next theory called uh, the daughter universe theory. That's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm a big fan of this one too because I do really think it's true. So it follows the laws of probability and it suggests that for every outcome that could come from one of your decisions, there would be like a range of universes of which... All of those took place. Yeah, all of those took place. So it's like my reality currently, I come to a road and there's a right fork and a left fork and I take the right fork. Mm -hmm. But then that creates creates a universe where I took the left fork exactly. and something else happened. And then your decisions based off of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Continue on and on and on. So instead of being like thinking of a our reality as a timeline, you're thinking about it as like a blood vein almost and how it has it cuts off and goes in many directions and it and it goes out and out and out and it kind of reminds me of like Fractals. When you're talking fractals, I don't know if anyone has ever really kind of researched it or understand what fractals are, but fractals is the idea that everything has like the same molecular structure and as you go out and out, you can see it and see it. So you look at things like leaves and it has like a a leaf shape to it on like a molecular level and then as you Mm. go out and out and as those atoms and particles get bigger and bigger, they're still holding that same shape. So if you think about that as in our universe, we're a universe inside of a universe inside of a universe inside of a universe where you get to those parallel universes where we're only one small universe in the exact same universe that's bigger than us. And we'll never be able to really observe more than our observable universe, I guess, because we're like in that fishbowl perspective. Well, because we're... I think that we'd have to be on a different dimension to see it. Absolutely. Just like when we're looking at things through a microscope, you have to have some type of tool or your mind has to be in some sort of way where that's visibly possible to you. But one thing you, what you mentioned about with timelines that to me, what merges like a lot of these spiritual principles and this is the whole topic of parallel timelines. It would almost be how you were saying, you know, you went to the fork of the road and you went right, but that and another universe and you would go left mm-hmm. but that's also displaying different timelines because that means at any given moment there's a multitude of different ways that you can take and they're all happening mm-hmm. and then based off whatever you choose is what you're going on and I think this is why we're coming to this whole topic of shimmering through different realities different timelines yeah and I think you have to preface it on the fact so like when we're saying like parallel universe or al- alternate realities and things like that it's like it's not necessarily that it's alternative, but they're all happening simultaneously. So all of these parallel universes, it's not that they're in different time periods. It's all this is happening constantly. Yeah. As you're actively making that decision, the universe kind of even preempts that you're going to make a decision and already starts to build those two parallel universes that are happening simultaneously. Absolutely. There's parallel timelines and infinite possibilities that we are choosing at every moment. Every day. 
mm-hmm. all of the time. Mm-hmm. It's all available to us. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of this is always going to come down to what we always say with everything being like vibration and a frequency match. Mm-hmm. It's because all of those possibilities are out there and what vibration you're putting yourself in, you will then will match that frequency and then now you're on that timeline of that happening. Mm-hmm. Like you're on that branch of one of the possibilities that is infinite. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I totally get what you're saying. And so I feel like no matter what, I'm always going to kind of come back to like the spiritual principles of it. Mm -hmm. That's because it makes so much sense. Like even just hearing it, all these kind of explosions happening in my brain. Like, yes, this is exactly what we're always saying. Everything's a frequency match. Whatever you want is what you're feeling. It's what you're doing. And that's your decision. Your feelings and your thoughts, that's your decision. So that's why you're on. On that parallel timeline or you're in that universe at that moment it always comes down to you create your own reality yes and why is that because we're deciding a certain choice so now we're in that reality mm-hmm. of course I, I woke up this morning and had a reality where I ate bacon for breakfast and I'm sure that I woke up in a different reality where I had ham for breakfast exactly who knows I just decided to wake up in this one because I wanted bacon <laughs> All right, so that kind of explains a little bit of, like, the scientific side of parallel universes, alternate realities, the shimmer, as we say. Um, And I want to maybe talk about a little bit of what our experiences are Mm -hmm. with those things. And can I just say that, in my opinion, this is what I think the Mandela effect is. I think the Mandela effect is one of the proofs or, or one of the situation that's hap- of situations that's happening where it's felt on a mass collective. Okay. And I feel like people will say, yeah, because we're in a parallel universe. But I think people think of that as just one other one. Like there's this one and then there's just one other one. And all of a sudden we all just went from like one, one side to of the another. road to the other. And that's and not I true. I don't think that's the no. case whatsoever. No. I think we're constantly as individuals going out of completely different, di- different so much that there is an infinite, this is hard to say. I know. It's so different that the amount of differences is something that's not quantifiable. Yeah, not at, not at all. Like, that's how many different parallel universes us individually at any given time are slipping in and out of. Yeah. And what kind of brings this up is because our last episode, we were talking about the shimmer, Mm -hmm. and people started to make comments about it. Um, And one of the things we said is we even brought it back to the Mandela effect where we were talking about the factor sci-fi, about that little alien, how what if we slipped into a different dimension or a different parallel universe or whatever we want to call it, and that hasn't happened yet. Uh Uh-huh. So, in spirit of that, why don't you, Brie, give me a time where you thought you felt the shimmer or tell me give, describe to me the shimmer what the shimmer is all to you. the time i think that what i would describe is what people are going to say oh the mandela effect but i just think that's like a quick name for something mm-hmm. when it's you maybe remember something as being one way mm-hmm. it could be the smallest thing mm-hmm. or even like you think that you placed your keys on top of the table mm-hmm. and something else happens and it's gone and you know that you didn't move it whatsoever and you search your house high and low and high and low and then maybe an hour later you come around the corner and your keys are right back at the table mm-hmm. and you think what the fuck how like, the hell did that like just happen like i was just here and they weren't here i was just here and they weren't here and how is it that now i'm back To me, I'm like, how is it now that I'm back in this reality where the keys are still here, they never left? Mm -hmm. So sometimes I think we chalk things up to like, oh, I just lost it. 
are like, oh, that's just a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, I must have just remembered it wrong. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's the case. I think we're just subtly shifting in between these different states. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Const- it's so constant that we don't give attention to it and we don't think anything other than the fact that we just weren't paying attention. So that kind of reminds me of like a good way to describe the shimmer maybe is like deja vu. Oh, excellent. So it's not necessarily the same thing, but that same feeling you get where it's like you get the tingles and you're like, wait, I've been here, I've been here or something seems familiar or like and there's just there's something and it's in your gut and you can't place what it is or what's really happening. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what the shimmer is to me. It's like sometimes I'm driving down the road and I get this weird gut feeling where, you know, maybe sometimes I get like a little lightheaded or like all of a sudden I see like everything just looks a little fuzzy maybe or I I snap out of it and I'm fine and then something looks different. Like that tree is not as green as it used to be. Like everything's (laughs) the same, but like why is that color slightly off? And I I feel like I go through that constantly. Like I'm constantly shifting in and out of things where like I look at something one way and I turn around and do something and I spin back and it's like in a completely different state than what it was before. Mm -hmm. Can I also add to that and say that I also think that's a part of this what a lot of people would call ascension symptoms but let's just think of it as like a mass energy wave that we're going through as humans and Mm -hmm. humanity right now the mass collective i think those weird things are happening to people more and more and i think the experiences are becoming stronger and stronger where all of a sudden it's like things are changing right in front of your eyes and mm-hmm. it's almost like you're becoming more plugged into the universe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're observing it more it's like sometimes maybe that fuzzy feeling you get is you just tuning in yeah i get that absolutely i agree with the shimmering in between timelines i whatever okay whatever a lot it is of these yeah. words are gonna interchange yeah but i think this whole weird energy shift that's happening i think it's added to that mm-hmm. and also because The Mandela effect, this coined term, is Mm -hmm. somewhat new. Yeah. So this wasn't happening to people a long time ago. So it's kind of new as in like the 80s is when this term really came around. There wasn't another word for it. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like it's crazy that it's happening to people so much on such a grand scale and the little itty bitty things that that's why I think we're becoming more tuned in. Mm -hmm. Almost like our cells are turning on to notice that we're making these changes on a daily basis. Well, I think the big part about that and what really facilitates that is, this is going to sound horrible, but the internet, that freedom of like trading free information to the masses and everybody being able to absorb and read and, you know, listen to content, look at content, you Mm -hmm. know, knowledge, books, pictures, all of these things. And it's making us think about things in a different way than we used to. Absolutely. So the internet is just perpetuating this. And you know what? So I wanted to like I wanted to say that I read this book and it's from Cynthia Larson and it was basically about quantum jumping throughout life. Mm-hmm. And she has a strong scientific background and then she sort of started to realize these things like we're talking about now and then took it to the smallest things in her daily life. She wrote a book about it telling people that there's absolute scientific data that can back this up, but also merging more of the spiritual concepts with it and kind of teaching people that you can make these changes, these Mm -hmm. simple changes off of what you want. Mm -hmm. And really quick, I have something that she said and it just reminded me of what you said. Okay, read it. And that's, the more attention you pay to the idea that reality shifts, the more we see our reality shifting. So I feel like 
that absolutely has to do with what you said because people are seeing these things on the internet they're becoming aware of it mm-hmm. and then they're starting to pay attention in their own daily lives and, and documenting it and documenting it and mm-hmm. then it's creating more conversations and now more people are like oh my god yeah you're right I remember this this wasn't like that what the hell now it is as crazy as this sounds people hate the internet so much but it might be what gives us our salvation and we don't even know it yeah it's definitely a bittersweet situation yeah of course I think. of course and I think just it matters how you use it I, I agree with what you were saying it could definitely Definitely be because of the internet, but that's what it comes down to is that we're paying more attention and now we're realizing it more. Absolutely. No, 100%. I want to talk about Sir Victor Goddard. I'm probably saying his last name wrong and I'm probably going to pronounce a lot of things wrong in this, so forgive <laughs> me now and save me the DMs. He was this dude, I'm just going to call him Victor, in 1935 who was a pilot and he was flying from Edinburgh to Andover, England. And as he was flying, he passed over Drem, Scotland. I'm probably saying that wrong as well. Drum, Scotland, and he passed over this like old dilapidated Air Force base. Flew over it, didn't think too much of it, continued on to his destination. And then like a few days later, he was on his way back. So that same exact path, he took the exact same route, nothing different. But this time, right before he hit Scotland, he hit this horrible storm where there was like really high winds, there was this crazy downpour, and what he described as yellow storm clouds. What? I know yellow storm clouds and he was starting to lose control of his plane and so he was trying to pull up to see if he can get up above these clouds but it seemed like the clouds just went on forever and eventually what began to happen was his plane started to kind of dive down and descend well what happened as he's descending it's like all of a sudden the clouds opened up and he dropped down into clear blue skies and guess where he dropped down flying right over that old space exactly but this time not an old dilapidated base oh my god is it new brand new (gasps) he could see distinctly four yellow planes brand new painted on the runway, a bunch of workers, all these people in these like blue uniforms running around. And he was so kind of like disoriented and confused and he was kind of flying out. You know, when you're flying, you don't have too much time to stare at something like that. (laughs) So he just continued on his path and he, he kept going. And as he's getting out of Scotland, guess what happens? Same thing. Hits another storm. Oh, shit. And this time comes out of it almost the same thing. Comes out of it in a nice clear blue skies and just continues his way home. So he didn't really think too much of it, but he did go home and tell all of his friends about this weird, crazy thing that happened. I saw it one way. I saw it another. The storm really wasn't too weird to him until after telling the story so many times, realized that they had to have something to do with each other. Ooh. So he, for a long time, really couldn't explain what happened. He said, I don't know if I went forward in time, backward in time, a different parallel universe or what it was, but these are the facts and this is what happened. So this dude, Victor, wrote a book. It's called Flight Towards Reality. It came out in 1975 where he goes over all the detail of all this that happened. I really recommend reading it to people if you really want to understand all the craziness and he goes over his feelings and all these things and what, you know, as much detail as he can on what he saw. And here's where it gets even crazier. So this happened in 1935, right? So In 1939, four years later, guess what happened? The Air Force started to paint, the Royal Air Force started to paint (gasps) all of their planes yellow. yellow. Mm -hmm. Mm. Here's where else where it gets weird. Also what happened in 1939 is all of the Air Force uniforms changed from a brown color to a blue color. Yikes. And the best thing of all, guess what reopened? Was it the base? 
Dram Air Force Base. Damn, he's probably like, whoa, 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 hold on a second here. I saw this before. I mean, I, thinks he's crazy. And, and I like, think, no, no, no. And I think that's why in uh, 1975 he ended up writing that book because at that point he was like, I have to talk about this with people. So I think that that's a, a very cool, like, we don't really know what happened. Is that in a different universe? Did he go forward in time? Did he see through a crystal ball? Like, what was that that happened? That's fascinating because I think obviously not that he was going so fast in his airplane that he was then able to like rip through some type of fabric. So was there some type of natural wormhole or like portal or something that we don't quite know something, what to label it? Something that looks some like yellow storm clouds? And in between, because you hear about these things like the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, I... Right? Where things are disappearing. So I wonder if this was like a very tiny case where he was able to pop in and then pop back out. A hundred percent. Because I totally think that with places on Earth like the Bermuda Triangle, that this is it's some type of wormhole type of experience where you're going into a different reality. I think what's different about maybe the Bermuda Triangle is it's, it's more of like a one-way exit. <laughs> Whereas I feel like a lot of maybe the, a lot of these natural wormholes that we hear about or we talk about or we, we theorize about are these two-way things where you can kind of slip in and out and come in and mm -hmm. out of it. But I feel the Bermuda Triangle is just like a big giant hole that nothing comes back out of. Or at least not in this plane. Not in this plane, it not in this in dimension. It could be in a completely different dimension. Mm -hmm. I just think it's a one-way one -way door. Whereas I think Victor maybe went through a two-way door. Which is very cool. Oh, the different dimensions of just... The I possibilities wonder, of traveling through different parallel universes. Yeah. It's crazy. I wonder if anyone has ever experienced this yellow storm cloud. Well, a lot of um, scientists theorize that it was a lot like an electronic um, storm or electronic fog. And that's something that seems to happen to a lot of pilots. And a lot of pilots um, recall during this a, a loss of sense of like time and things like that. Like there was one case, and pardon me because I don't remember the guy's name, but he was flying and he hit this electronic fog. And when he came out of it, he looked at his watch and it had been like 40 minutes and he should have only gone so far. And he went like way farther. Like he was already at his destination. Like time had like traveled way faster than he thought it was. Or the same thing happens to pilots where they go through this electronic fog and and they, when they come out of it, it's been two hours and they went 20 miles. That's excellent. Oh, yeah. To me, that's another example of how time is not necessarily linear in this way that we perceive it. But I think that that's extremely exciting. And I bet you that most people don't believe his story or they just think he's crazy. Um, that's a lot of things. I mean, especially in this realm of field work, we, we know better than anyone that people constantly think you're crazy when you have a story that doesn't make sense to them mm. because they can't put it inside of a box. I agree. All right, Brie, what are your final thoughts on uh, parallel universes? My final thoughts would be, I think that we talk about this kind of thing all the time, that, you know, you create your own reality. And I think a lot of that has to do with the emotions you're feeling and what you're thinking and what you're choosing leads to the direction that you want. Because all these things are online at one point you just choose one. It's almost like if all your possibilities are on your hand, you're just choosing a different finger to jump to. Jump back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I think also that's another reason why I can be very particular about what I tune into, especially with things like news. Because I think if you believe certain things, when a mass majority of people believe it, and then you also believe it, that it it's manifests becoming, itself. It, it manifests itself, mm -hmm. and that becomes your reality. 100%. But that's because you're choosing to be on that timeline. Well, if you just completely ignore that, and you believe something completely different, that becomes your reality. 100% agree with you. 
So, I mean, to me, I think it's just spectacular. And But at the same time, it also brings a certain amount of accountability to your actions, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I think, to for me, at the end of each day, that's the hardest point. Even though I believe these things, when something happens that I would not prefer to happen, I know it's because of something that I chose or something that I believed in. And then you're responsible for that. It all comes back to that karmic circle. So it's kind of like, it's tough, but that doesn't mean that it's not real. Just because you believe in something and it doesn't end up in butterflies doesn't mean that you then ignore it because you're just being held accountable for your actions actions. and what you're thinking and you're feeling. And that's another reason why I always feel like you should be careful with the words that you choose. Like if you just off the top, you wake up in the day and you're like, today's gonna suck. Pretty much like I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, but now everything's fucked. This happens, this is fucked, this is screwed. Oh God, my day is horrible, blah, 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 blah. You're saying the words, you're creating it. And it would literally take a miracle for you to change your mind at this point. Yeah, 100%. So you're just going to continue that. Now, the smallest things that come your way, that isn't the best. You're going to look at that like this horrible thing because it's just another straw. You know what I mean? It's just Yeah, like, your just perception continues. of it is amplified because you're already in that shitty mood. So you do things like you drop a $5 bill out of your pocket. And instead of it being like, ugh, it was just a $5 bill, you're like, that was $5. I can't believe. Or on a normal day, you'd be like, okay, whatever. I lost yeah, $5. Like, I'm so screwed. Nothing good ever happens to me. Mm-hmm. God, I always have the worst luck, mm-hmm. you know? And then it just goes on from there and there. And maybe you get a flat tire after that. And you're like, see, this is the worst fucking day ever. And, and you're just, just having a fit. And it's kind of like, you got to pump the brakes on yourself. So I try to like snap myself out of it sometimes when I'm thinking like negatively or I say something. You have to think of how many times do we literally damn ourselves? And we're just like, of course, because I can't do anything right. Yeah, 100%. And then you just continue that. And then whatever you're speaking, you're creating. So then when something else happens that was reflecting back to you what you just said, mm-hmm. you take that as a validation. 100%. You're like, see, I just said I can't do anything right. And look at that. I fucked this up. Like, And, and- it's the same thing in the opposite where you think positive and you wake up and you're like, no matter what, everything's great. You're looking at that from, you know, the glass half full and all of a sudden good things start to happen. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that flat tire and somebody in the Starbucks drive through pays for your coffee in the morning mm-hmm. and it just continues on and you're like, oh my God, this day is so great. And the more you think about it, the more great things keep happening. Yep. And it's interesting because um, Cynthia Larson, the author I was speaking about earlier with the book, she takes that even down to when people wake up and they say that they're really tired. Mm-hmm. When people wake up and they're like, oh, I'm so exhausted. I barely slept last night and I'm the worst. Sometimes I say this and I have to remind myself, like, maybe I should try something else. She will always be like, just try it. When you wake up and you feel like you didn't get the best sleep, try telling yourself that you did. Mm-hmm. Try telling yourself, oh, no, I had the best sleep last night and try to believe it and try to feel it. She talks about these different experiments where they told these people they were going to get like the best Mm -hmm. sleep that they could ever Mm -hmm. have. They monitored them sleeping. Sleep study. Sleep study. They were like waking, putting different frequencies in their mind to actually wake them up. Mm -hmm. And they didn't really notice that. And so it was kind of like they thought they had, let's say, 12 hours of sleep. But really, like their brain, the time that it was able to shut down was only four. And be in that deep, deep sleep. It was only like four hours. And so if someone was aware of that, 
automatically I had the worst sleep last night I slept for like four hours I was mm-hmm. just tossing and turning mm-hmm. blah, blah 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 but they believed that they had the best night of sleep and they woke up and they're just like oh yeah last night was great it was oh I feel so relaxed and wonderful and ready to take on the day and so it's interesting it's interesting if you pay attention to what you hear and what other people say too and then think what if it really does matter it does if we're shifting in between all these possible realities based off of what we want or what we're attracting, then it really does matter. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Every little thing. So yeah, I think that's a really good place to end it at. I'm sure we'll come across this again more, but let's just move on. We have a really good story that we've heard from one of our listeners, and her story might go on for a couple more episodes, so I'd like Jamie, if she could, to just read a little bit at yeah. the beginning of her story. Yeah, this is um, at underscore Ollie V, Veronica. Uh, She starts off saying, I just wanted to say I love y'all's podcast so much that I'm re-listening to all of them over again. And we appreciate that. Um, My father has passed now, but told me when I was a little girl that he saw UFO once. And his whole life, he was always so into getting magazines or watching shows with aliens as the topic. My mother also not too long ago, confided in me that she has felt like she's experienced being quote-unquote abducted. She never wants to use that word because she feels like I will think she's crazy, but I definitely believe her. Mm -hmm. After listening to your podcast one day, I started asking her questions like, were you scared? Did you hear them? Did you hear them talk? Or was it a telepathic type exchange? It was really similar to experiences I've heard on your show. At one point, she unintentionally referred to them as angels. Right after she stopped herself and said, wow, I didn't know why I called them angels. Almost like she had an epiphany when she was talking. I don't remember ever having an experience myself, but my whole life I've always been fascinated so much with the topic that I find myself constantly searching for answers, but I don't know why. Because I don't know what I'm trying to answer, if that makes sense. I really believe that there is more life than just ours here on our planet. And I'm really thankful I came across your podcast because I was actually looking for a spiritual podcast. Not sure exactly what type, but in searching, I found y'all's and it was so fulfilling in such a strange way. Anyways, thanks for opening up the conversation for people to question everything they know to be real. So that's a little bit of her story. So we'll start off with just that and we'll kind of read it as the weeks go on. And I, and I definitely have to say one thing we've always realized is, again, it always goes down the bloodlines Mm -hmm. and usually it happens in families so maybe it has happened to you maybe it hasn't but because your family has been surrounded with it you kind of maybe subconsciously have a tie to it that you don't know or don't understand yet absolutely huge tie and what I suggest is to continue to explore that. Oh, absolutely. And we'll hear, we'll get more and more as we get into her story. But I think that it starts like that with so many people. Mm-hmm. You hear something and then for whatever reason, you might be able to plug that in with something else you've heard in your family. And not everyone is as... I don't know if lucky is the right word, but not everyone's able to ask a family member these kind of in-depth questions Mm -hmm. or have someone that's really experienced a lot of things like that Mm -hmm. and able to ask, you know, get into more detail about it. But I think it's a gateway. I think every time someone tells me a story, I'm just like, it's an absolute gateway for you to ask more questions. And I always think everything is connected. Yeah, I think there's something about resonating with space and aliens that happens in such a deep level that sometimes you just don't understand 
understand, but you just get so fascinated by. And then the more and more you research, the more layers you start to pull back and you really start to see like, oh my God, my mom saw something. My grandpa saw something. Oh my God, my aunt saw something. Maybe have I seen something? Like, Yeah, and it, then you're like that one time when I was a kid and I, and that's exactly what I think our show's based off of is, wait, but that one time I. <laughs> yeah, and it all, it all starts a triggered reaction and you get into, and you get into that kind of thing. And I think spirituality has a big part of it. It absolutely does. That's why I say everything's connected because it is. And I'm sure that once you get really into that and you dive into the rabbit hole, then you start to see all these other things that was happening in your life that you didn't really take a second glance at. Yeah, absolutely. They're like little breadcrumbs and clues and then... I feel like synchronicities start to happen more and more and more when you're doing that as well. I think the universe is trying to show you something and it's going to just keep showing it to you till you understand it. Ooh. That's what I think. We can do the best that we can. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much, Veronica, for sharing that little bit. We'll share more with the audience as we go on. But you know what time it is, Brie? I think it's your favorite time of the day. Factor Sci-Fi. All right, our fact, our sci-fi of the day, as always, posted on our Instagram, and it's huge herd of alien animals found in space probe images of Mars. So there's this picture. It looks incredibly similar to like a herd of animals here on Earth. I was looking up comparison photos of like, let's say a herd <laughs> of cattle from far up, and it looks very similar. Does it? Sometimes it's hard. Well, when you're taking a picture of something that far away, that's true. It's sometimes hard to distinct what it is exactly you're looking at. So it does look very similar. So Mars could be flourishing with like Earth-like life that like, you know, animals that that go in herds, um, according to this like shocking conspiracy theory that's sparked by these NASA images. And the pictures show this like cluster of let's say quote unquote objects on Mars's surface. And it's spanning for like miles. Like it's not like a small cluster. I mean, it goes on for miles. And some people are theorizing that this is like the area that this is, is like an alien animal, like feeding ground or like watering hole. some way, which is why you're seeing these miles and miles of all these things together. So the question is, do we think that herds of animals are roaming the surface of Mars? Factor sci-fi. Ooh. I'm gonna pass it to you first. Give it why to me. Why me first? Because. I'm gonna say sci-fi. Ooh. I'm sci-fiing it. Okay, why? I know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> why? I don't know. Okay, did you look at the no. picture? I... Glance at the picture because I know that you don't like me to look, even though it's on our own Instagram. Do you want to stare at it right now? It's on our own Instagram, so sometimes like I take a little peek. Sometimes I have absolutely no idea. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's so hard. I don't know what it is that when I see it, I think sci-fi. I sci-fi it. Okay, this is our second week in the row. I know we're doing something to do with Mars. I know, so it's difficult because in the last time you thought that the fossils were a possibility. I know. Okay, listen. Okay. Okay. I feel like my instinct tells me there's no animals on Mars, Mm -hmm. and that it's nothing but just like bases of where the secret space program is, and there's involvement with our governments and with other alien civilizations, and there's doing stuff there. But then I think to myself, would they have cattle there to, I don't know, grow food or something? That's what I think. I try to think of why. Why would there be cattle there? Any type of animal. Like, what would be the purpose? So it's hard. There's a small door of possibility for me. Okay, so what I'm going to say to that is what if it's a bunch of light beings that live on Mars and they don't eat cows? So what's the point of cattle? 
Okay, then I'm, so I'm, then I'm th- still on the sci-fi side. So then. I'm going to throw that wrench in there. And then I'm going to throw, if there were cattle and they were on the surface, wouldn't we have seen them already? Like, it's a planet that we're no. constantly surveilling. And all of a sudden, after years of looking at it, we're like, oh, shit, look. There's a bunch of cows. I'm going to say no because I think most of our photos are scrubbed. And I think a lot of things that's happening on Mars we have no idea about. We as in the people, not okay. we as in our government or as humanity as a whole. There's absolutely shit going on there. There's a lot of stuff going on there that we have no idea. But could this be a situation in which they decide to show us a little bit of something on the surface that gets you thinking, could that be life there that we're not seeing all the time? Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and sci-fi it as well. Oh, cool. I don't think that Usually, that's a herd. Usually, do we ever really go pick Not the same too side? much. It's very rare that we pick the same side. But I'm going to go ahead and sci-fi it because I think that it just looks like a formation of land. I could I probably like look at... It yeah. Like, like it, it just looks like a picture of a planet. Like, and we've never been there before, so how am I to describe that? To me, it looks like a slide under a microscope and you're seeing, like, weird cells and shit. That's a possibility. Maybe that's what that is. What I think is interesting is, especially over the last few weeks, there's been a lot of, like, weird things about yeah. Mars coming out and a lot of pictures that are, like, from NASA that people are like, look, NASA posted this. What is this? Maybe there's just something weird happening with Mars and something weird going to happen here soon. What if they're slowly seeding us because they know that Elon is going to get himself there? So they're like, if shit, if a civilian's going to get there, we better break the news ourselves. So, but instead of being like, hey guys, wait, wait, wait. Okay, you caught us. Yeah. <laughs> There's something going on. Literally, my like, next point was going to be... If NASA won't tell us what's on Mars, I'm assuming Elon Musk will, because he's going to be the next person there. But then I'm going to, can I sub a Factor Sci-Fi? Can I Factor Sci-Fi Inception our Factor Sci-Fi? Yeah, sure, do it. Okay, so a Factor Sci-Fi inside of a Factor Sci-Fi inside of a Factor Sci-Fi. Ooh, we're getting deep into a multiverse here. There's a theory going around the internet that Elon Musk is an alien, that he is not from Earth, that he is an alien who has come down and masked himself as a person and is trying to open us up to the cosmos. That's a theory on the internet right now. Bree's just looking at me with so much side eye, like, I don't know if I like this. I don't like it. I'm just saying it's a theory that's going around. And you know what? It's because a smart, intelligent man that actually has his eye on space, that's why he's an alien. Oh, yeah, people, of course, are going to... Because he's a sentient being. All right, we'll we'll leave we'll leave that that I understand when people think that, but that's what I think of. I think why? Because he's a because he's interested in space where we should be interested because most people don't care to look up. Everyone else wants to look down. No one gives a shit about other than our planet. Even I, most people don't even give a shit about our planet. I think that it could be a possibility that he's an alien. Everything is possible. Cuz we could be an alien. I <laughs> exactly. I agree. I absolutely agree, but I don't think that. No. All right. No. All right. All right, Brie, why don't we get into the quieter side of our episode? Let's talk about the conscious quote of the day. So I'm going to drop another two conscious quotes. Ooh, the first one, spicy. I know. The first one is very scientific. Okay, give it to but me. But I love what it is. It had to do with what we're saying, and I just loved it. And the second one is like, okay, short and sweet, whatever. So okay, give it to me. The first one, I apologize if I'm saying this wrong. His name is Neil Donald Walsh. Mm-hmm. Quantum physics tells us that nothing that is observed is unaffected by the observer. That statement from science holds an enormous and powerful insight. It means that everyone sees a different truth because everyone is creating what they see. I dig it. 
It's sexy. The, it, that literally just kind of wraps up everything really we were does. talking about. So, okay. You know what? The second quote. Give me the second might, one. I don't even quote might be garbage at this point. The sec- that wrapped it up perfect. <laughs> it so really I'm not did. even. Let's not even comment. Go to my second one. Let's do it. This is from Terry Hager. Mm-hmm. You draw to yourself whatever is in your energetic field. You get to decide what you put there. Another beautiful way to wrap up this episode. It is, but the first one's probably better. I feel like conscious quotes have evolved into the ending thoughts of our episodes at this point. Every time. I just always, I don't like plan it. Like, I don't make like the stars and planet. I just, I just pick something I like. You just, you're like, all right, this is what it is. And then it just bloop, 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 bloop. Synchronicities. Yep. So let's talk about our dear loved ones. Are we, are you talking sh- fucking shout outs? I am talking shout outs, not shit. Ooh, girl. All right, all right. Should we just, per usual, right off the, the top, top, as if it was scripted? Two, two schmucks and a mic. mic. Two schmucks, no fucks. I hope you're doing well. I love you. Yeah. I won't say anything this time. We love that you could guys. Be negative. Yeah, we'll leave it just at that. We're just going to keep on this reality in which we love you and you've been nothing but saints. Exactly. In this episode. Um, shout out, as always, to Blue Alien Mystic. Mm-hmm. Stay wonderful. Shout out to Designs by Perry. John, we love you. Shout out to underscore Ollie V, who we just talked about, everybody. Yep. And Frank Zen. Always Frank Zen. Shout out to Raya. Raya, we're counting down the days. We really are. I'm super. It's like... I think, okay, it's kind of like next month because we'll be there the 31st. It's basically next month. It's basically, in my mind, it's next month. Can't wait to see you. I mean, it's really two months away, but we're just pretending like it's a month away. I know. And shout out to Weathered Traditions. Hey, AB. Is she going to be? I thought she got her ticket to something, didn't she? I want to say she might be getting her ticket to contact, but don't quote me on it. I hope you are. I hope you are. Uh, Shout out to at SeekingTruth37, as always. Always on our live. Always messaging us and leaving us comments. Shout out to Callie, girl. Hey. Shout out to Magic and Mediums. We need to get on your podcast. Um, shout out to talk more about that podcast. Absolutely. Shout out to Destiny from Space. As always, you're a sweet little She's angel and I love you. And Woke More for always sending us super cool stuff. Shout out to <coughs> at Solas Valoris. Um, you've been messaging yeah. back and forth with us a little bit. We won't say anything yet because I don't know if you want us to talk about your story, but oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep to... DMing. Don't worry about that. Also, shout out to Mom Buds. We love you. We love you. And we heard that we made you blush when we were calling you super pretty, but you are. You're like so gorgeous. And so we're going to continue to say nothing but nice things about you. Yep. Shout out to our new friend, Ozka408 on Instagram who specifically told me to shout him out. He wants us to come into San Jose and come have a drink and smoke some marijuana with him. We'll do that tomorrow. And I was like, (laughs) absolutely. And he's like, I'm always in downtown Saturdays, like Fridays and Saturdays. And I was like, for sure. And he he actually like got one of his really good friends like hooked on listening to us. (gasps) Who is it? I know. I don't. Throw them our way. Throw them our way, please. Also shout out to one gram. Always just around forever. Like in all of us. true homie. In our DMs and our comments in our lives, listening to episodes. We love you. Um, Shout out to the Great Geek Refuge podcast. I know you guys Mm -hmm. listen, so I'll shout you out real quick. Also, shout out to Space Funky Fresh. Uh, Shout out to The Clout. The Clout. I always have to say The Clout. Also, to Covert Nerd, we love you. I haven't gotten to see you in a little bit. Haven't seen you on our lives, although I guess we did did do a live on Friday, but we'll have to chat with you soon. Yeah. 
to at Cahoax. And also Benji loves you. Um, yeah, you left us a really sweet comment about how you love our episodes. We love you, darling. Yeah, and also to Not Your Pastors podcast. We still love you guys. Also, shout out to the Good, the Bad, the Standard podcast. Um, I apologize because I know one of you is from Scotland, so you can definitely yell at me uh, that I pronounce drem, derm, Scotland wrong. Feel free to yell at me about that. I wouldn't even know where to go with that. I, I know. know. I feel bad for the people in other countries when you hear us try to do accents, and I just feel like, damn, they must be laughing at home. Like, what is wrong with these stupid American girls? But I think it's the same way when we see people and they try to do quote-unquote American accents. Like, oh my God. Yeah, we laugh at that. It depends so. if you're doing, like, howdy, y'all. <laughs> howdy, y'all. I'm from America. We got Texas and oil. We got Texas. We got potatoes. Although I will say a lot of people overseas, when they think of America, they're what they think of is Texas. You think so? Yeah, I I've heard that a lot. I think they think of like Hollywood. Some people, but and very people that sound like Kim Kardashian. Oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> For our very, very last shout out, our favorite last shout out, our favorite listener in the whole wide world, our cutest listener in the whole wide world, at Brian Jackson, at Brian Jackson, our our babes. So I just want to let you know I enjoy the picture that oh, you posted babes. on Instagram. I know two schmucks and a Mike hated it. They said. Put your clothes on. Put your clothes on. I'm not going to lie. If you zoom in, it looks like a mug shot. Pull up your shorts. But I think it makes you look dangerous. Oh. And I think what I'm going to do. Special ops. Yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to cut out his face and make stickers of that face. And give them to all of our fans. No face stickers. Although you should. And you should just put like Brian Jackson on it because we talk about Brian Jackson. So like who is this Jackson named Brian with a Y? He's given me a go to make stickers of his face. So I have permission. I gave you a no. Brie was like nah. Not my face at least. I was like Brian Jackson has given me a yes. And so that'll be soon for you guys. So if you want Brian Jackson face stickers, DM us. As always guys, follow us on Instagram at that one time I was abducted. Shoot us an email at that one time I was abducted at gmail.com. Follow us across all social medias that we ignore per usual. <laughs> at the end of the day, we love you guys. And don't forget, you can also listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, all of your favorite podcast listening apps. Yeah, please rate and subscribe, especially on iTunes. iTunes, unfortunately, is the only thing that matters in the podcast world. Mm. Um, and just to close out, fuck you, Mountain View, California. We love you, Mountain View, California. Love, love you guys. guys.